This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita, who's on the line. Good morning, Alicita. This is Simone. Good 
Good morning, Simone. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Mary. Good morning, Mary. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Good morning, morning. Mrs. Angela. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, Angela. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Same to you. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valacita. It's Dewanda. Good morning, Dewanda. Happy Wednesday. Yes, ma'am. Can I put in a prayer request for my daughter, Mika? I'm down in Southern California. She's having in a medical crisis. Yes. Thank you. You're so welcome. We will be lifting up Mika and you. Thank you. You're welcome. Morning, Valuables. Rochelle, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Rochelle. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning. Happy Wednesday, Sister Yvonne. You are right. God's got our back all the time. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much. Good morning, it's Diane. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Okay. Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. And you. Thank you. Is it possible I could put a prayer for myself? I'm traveling today. Traveling Grace, please. Yes. Good morning. in Southern California. Thank you. Okay. You're so welcome. Good morning, Declare Victory. It's Angela. Good morning, Angela. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, Valuable. This is Krishanda. God bless you. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Krishanda. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Wishing you an amazing day. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Good morning. This is Kedra. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Kedra. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Valuable. This is Miss B. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Miss B. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? 
Good morning, Valencia. This is Evolve, and I'd like to put in a prayer uh, request for Janet Bush. She's having some um, some medical and mental uh, health issues. Okay. And can you repeat your name again? I'm so sorry. Evolve. Okay. I want to make sure I don't pronounce that wrong. Can you spell that for me, please? E as in Edward, V as in Victor, O as in October, L as in Lima. Perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate you spelling that out for me. And that's Janet Bush. She's having some mental, some medical and mental health issues. Yes, Challenges. Ma'am. Okay, got it. Yes, Thank you so much. And is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning. This is Lakasha. Good morning and happy Wednesday. Same to you. Thank you guys, you. everybody. Thank you. Appreciate Thank that. Thank you. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here in Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to join us during the month of May, where our monthly theme is entitled, I Surrender. All the declarations will focus on the importance of surrendering to God, considering His will and plan for you, which allows us to walk and live with purpose. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I Declare Victory Now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have some prayer requests. The first one is from Tara Miller. She's asking for prayer for herself and for her family. Her cousin, Kimberly, passed away. She was in her mid-50s. Let's pray for strength and comfort for Kimberly's family. Ms. D is asking for prayer for her daughter, Mika. She's having a medical crisis right now. So let's lift up Mika as well as Ms. D. Brother Michael is going to be traveling, so we're going to pray for traveling grace for Brother Michael. And then Eval is asking for prayer for Janet Bush um, regarding medical and mental health challenges. The order of the call is as follows. 
Prayer and Corporate Praise will be brought by Tanya. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Tanya. Have a blessed day. I need thee, oh, I need thee, every hour, I need thee, oh, bless. Me now, my Savior, I come to leave. me now, O oh, gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry, why on earth thou art calling, do not have me yeah we surrender all yeah we surrender to you god yeah 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 Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your sweet, sweet spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. Almost high. God of every nation, the God of our peace, God of our joy, the God who is I am to us, everything that we need you to be in the moment, ah, that we need you to be. Thank you, Jesus. As we settle our hearts and our minds, take in the breath of life that you gave us without taking it for granted. Hallelujah. God, as we breathe in your breath, we exhale anxiety and depression. As we 
breathe in life. We exhale doubt and fear. As we inhale your love, we exhale those offenses that have been levied against us. And we just thank you, oh God, for peace. Your word says that the steps of a good man are ordered by you. So this morning, Father, as we position ourselves, we invite you to order our footsteps, knowing and understanding that we will not make mistakes because we've invited you to lead us and guide us. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, for um, this day. We thank you for life, health, and strength. God, we don't, those things seem um, minimal to other people, but we don't take them for granted. Somebody didn't wake up this morning. Someone else woke up this morning and they are not sure where they are. Mm. But we thank you, God, that we're in. We are clothed in our right minds, as the saints of old would say. We thank you for joy, unspeakable and full of glory. No matter what the situation is that we are faced in, we're not looking at the situation. We thank you that we have joy, unspeakable and full of glory, because that's your word. We can't even explain the peace that you've given us as we um, go through various situations in our lives. We, we just thank you for the mind to touch speed dial or to dial the number, and we showed up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you because we showed up with a mind to worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we lift up the prayer request this morning by Evol praying for um, Janet, who is um, having some um, issues this morning. Uh, we also lift up Kimberly, uh, Kimberly's family. Um, Tara mentioned that um, she passed God, so we lift up that family to you. And we also lift up Mika first. Lord Jesus, looking at Mika, um, God, we know that you are faithful. You've been faithful to that young lady over the years, allowed the, the time that you've allowed her to be here with us, God. And we just lift up Miss D. Lord, you know what's needed. We thank you for giving Miss D the capacity that is necessary in order to deal with the um, mental um, issues that perhaps she's having. God, you know, um, I don't know all of the details. I don't have to, but we lift up Mika to you. God, that is your daughter. You created her, and you know exactly what is going on with her father. And so as we lift her up, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that Ms. D will be able to uh, give us a praise report about how today that as we prayed for her at 6.15 a.m., on May the whatever date it is, May the 18th, Lord Jesus, that you that you met that need. Hallelujah. And God, your word says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I thank you that Miss D focuses on your word and she transforms her thoughts based upon what your word says. And I lift up J Jeanette Bush, um, God, whatever is going on in her um, in her life, whether it's um, mental or spiritual or physical or all of them. God, I thank you 
um, that you are in control of every situation um, that has to do with her life. And thank you that Eval had the mind to um, uh, uh, put her on the prayer list today, Lord Jesus, so that we could call her name out. And as far as Kimberly's family, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you comfort their hearts. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you give the family the strength that is necessary in order for them um, to move forward, whether it's very critical over these next couple of weeks and planning um, her services. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the resources that are necessary. Most of all, God, I pray for the strength that is needed. I thank you for peace, Lord Jesus, that the family surrenders to your peace and that they not focus on the negative, God, but they they focus on loving each other and taking advantage of the time that they have with each other. Father, we lift up our brother Michael, who's been faithful to this call as he prepares to travel, I believe, to Southern California. Thank you. Thank you for traveling grace. And while he's there, God, we thank you for blessing him to accomplish the things that he sets out to do and for returning him back home safely. We lift up those who did not speak their request out loud, but they have requests. I, Lord Jesus, I thank you that every need is met today. Hallelujah. Just like you feed the the, the birds and the the um, the animals, God, I thank you. Hallelujah. That you take care of every single need that we have because you are Jehovah Jireh and it is not relegated to food. Uh, it's not relegated to transportation or um, the rent that needs to be paid. Those things are covered. I thank you, God, that we believe you for those things that um, we have been trusting you for, those things that are out of our control. God, I thank you and praise you, Father, for what you're doing. I thank you that you're building up our faith. I thank you that the word that comes this morning will build up our faith. Hallelujah. And I thank you that we take the posture Hallelujah. Within the kingdom, God, we take our rightful place that, ah, yes, so hallelujah, Jesus, that we will not look at ourselves as victims, but as victors. I thank you that this is declare victory and that no matter what is going on, we declare the victory in our lives because we understand and know, according to your word, that we think that we win. Hallelujah. We win. This is not a battle that belongs to us. Hallelujah, the battle belongs to you. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that we um, straighten up our backs, that we lift our heads up, and that we begin to walk out on this journey. Hallelujah, that we walk out our soul salvation, that we walk out, hallelujah, whatever it is, that, that purpose that you've given us, Lord God. Thank you that we have the mind to focus on, hallelujah, our purpose in life. And if we're not sure that today's question is, Lord, what is my purpose and how do I carry out those instructions that you give me? Hallelujah. That first we listen, that we position ourselves so that we can listen. We cast off every weight, hallelujah, those things that weight us down, whether it's challenges in our lives, whether it's a mental challenge or physical challenge, we cast off every weight, God. We cast all of our cares on you because you care for us. Lord Jesus, we lift up our children, those that are preparing for school this morning, 
parents that are preparing that are uh, preparing their children for daycare or wherever it is that they go today father i thank you that you protect our children as they leave their homes and as they are in school or whatever programs they're in today Father, that you cover them. We pray over the food they're going to consume. We pray over the physical activities that they're going to participate in. Lord Jesus, that there are no accidents. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you protect them while they're in the care of others. Lord Jesus, that their lessons, that they, um, that they are uh, any tests that they have, Father, that you'll help them to be in tune. Lord Jesus, that you'll help them to be relaxed. Hallelujah. We pray for our school teachers like um, Marcus and Juliet, those that have charge over our children. We pray for the professionals, the administrators, God, that you bless them with the funds that are needed. We pray for the parents, Lord Jesus, that are entrusting their children in our school system. We pray against, Lord, any diabolical plans that the enemy might have. Hallelujah. We know that he's, um, that there have been shootings in our schools and what was once a safe place is no longer that safe um, a place anymore. But God, we stand in the gap for our babies. God, we stand in the gap for them. And we declare in the name of Jesus that there will be peace. We surrender to peace on behalf of our children. We're praying for those that are preparing for proms and graduations, Lord Jesus, that all that is needed to happen will happen. And Lord Jesus, that our seniors uh, have the, t- the opportunity to graduate uh, publicly. And we thank you, God, for all of those things. We pray, Lord Jesus, that every need that is that that is that they have, Lord Jesus, that you'll meet those needs, scholarships and all of those things. God, we pray for families. Hallelujah. We pray for families this morning. Whatever that makeup is for those that are on this line, we pray for our families first, God, and we thank you for protecting them as everyone is preparing to go in different directions. Whoever is in charge of that home, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would give them the mind to pray over their family before they're scattered today, that they take charge over their home and they they call out your name and they give you glory and they acknowledge you this morning, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for those that are the heads of the household. Hallelujah, that you give them what is needed in order to be that uh, matriarch, a patriarch to their family. In the name of Jesus, we pray for uh, married couples. We pray for married hopefuls, Father. In the name of Jesus, we thank you that marriage is honorable in your sight and the bed is undefiled. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that our body our temple and we will not defile our bodies with fornicating thoughts or fornicating actions that is having sex outside of marriage hallelujah we thank you that our bodies are temples and that we will honor you with our bodies lord jesus we pray for the sick and the afflicted we pray for those that are grieving the loss of loved ones hallelujah thank you lord jesus for a mind to be able to do it in a healthy manner Hallelujah. There's so much to be thankful for. There's so much that is going on in the earth. Lord God, we praise you and thank you, though, that we have a mind to stand in faith, that we have a mind to trust you, that we have a mind to believe you, that we have a mind today to fast. Hallelujah. For those things, your word says, though some things come out, but by prayer and fasting. We give those things to you this morning. So, Lord God, as we begin to prepare to take our phones off mute, 
so that we can corporately thank you and praise you for all that you've done, all that you're going to do. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that there is this sound that we will achieve this morning through corporate prayer that we cannot achieve on our own. As we take our phones off mute and we begin to thank you for all that you do. Thank you for those things that you're going to do. Thank you for your greatness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for that Thank you for how you Thank you for how you Thank you for 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 Everything that we are, 
We just want to bless you and thank you for the word that will go forth. We thank you, Lord God, for Dion, the leader of this call. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, that you give her the strength that is necessary in order to deliver the word that you've given her for this hour, not for tomorrow, not for yesterday, but today, May the 18th at 628. I thank you that we are cognizant of our surroundings that we place our phone on mute and that we check it periodically and that we position ourselves this morning for the word that you have for us this day. This day will never come again. This day, May the 18th, 2022, we take full advantage of this day. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for every need that is met. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we are prosperous not just financially, but in our health. We are prosperous in the things that you've designed for us to do for today. We don't have control over tomorrow. We can't do anything about yesterday, but today we are fully present and accounted for. We thank you that, Lord Jesus, you are in full control and we submit our wills to you. It's in the matchless name of Jesus that we pray and give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. The honor call is in your hands. Amen, amen, and amen. Wait one second, I gotta sneeze. Amen, amen. God be praised. To God be the glory for the things that he consistently does. There's such a sweet spirit this morning. I'm grateful uh, to walk in such an atmosphere this morning. I thank God for each of you. So good morning, God morning, great morning, and happy Wednesday to you all. You know that today is the set day that we have set aside corporately to fast and just to seek the face of the Father, the will of the Father for today, for May 18th. (laughs) Amen. At 6.30 a.m., we are present, Father. Uh, We are aware of your presence and grateful that you would choose to allow us to have yet another day to get this thing called life right. Um, I promise Wednesdays are my absolute favorite, not always the most comfortable, but most certainly uh, for my soul's sake, extremely rewarding. I thank God for each of you this morning uh, for forsaking your sleep. You could have done anything, but you showed up here this morning, and we are happy, glad to be able to greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, We have had us a, a pretty phenomenal time for the last uh, several days just speaking to the subject matter of surrender um, this morning. I'm, I'm going to read probably more than normal only because of how the Lord gave me to share this morning. One of the things that 
uh, I am determining just as my journey continues uh, to contend for the faith and to uh, be love and light and to be in the places and spaces that he would find uh, for me to travel through and or to journey through, that we are one of two things all the time. We are either uh, submitted children, uh, children of the Most High God, or uh, sent sons. And there's that space in betwixt and in between, and sometimes we oscillate between the two. We uh, use both terminologies. They are both extremely applicable, uh, and and we discover that sometimes on this journey, you have to unlearn to learn. There's there's not an easy way to to say that. There's not uh, another methodology, uh, as as far as I know, um, where wherein sometimes we find ourselves uh, almost at a, a new starting point. It doesn't mean that we've lost ground. It means that uh, the ground may shift in order to shape us uh, for a different leg of our race. So I'm going to say that again. Sometimes we are simply children of the Most High God, which means that uh, as children, we can go to Abba or Father uh, and ask. I mean, I believe that the reward is even greater when we have the posture uh, that of a child. And then there are moments and time and spaces that we have a responsibility to be sons. Uh, where we have to recognize our authority and um, our stance and our posture becomes that of assurance and or, uh, for lack of better words, a knowing. Um, I am in a a new learning phase, uh, something that I don't know necessarily that I was prepared for emotionally uh, or mentally, to be quite honest, but sometimes the Lord will pull us 10 steps back to propel us hundreds of feet forward, almost quantum leapish. And this is this is that, even as we talk about uh, the word, the idea, the theme, the context, the construct of what surrender actually offers and or yields to each and every one of our lives, if we are willing to be submitted, surrendered, um, and uh, subject ourselves to the process of learning how to be. And as uh, as I, I began to study for this morning, um, and, and I've been in, in pretty intense and consistent study for the last couple of weeks, and the Lord has just stretched me in such a way that it is both uncomfortable and assuring simultaneously or in tandem. I'm very grateful for the process and and always being open um, to having that childlike faith that's necessary for us to grow. I think we can all relate when I, I say that there are so many things as an adult that I realize that as well-meaning as many of the things that I was taught 
um, was intended to be uh, at the hands of those we call our authority figures or our leaders or community leaders or teachers or pastors, preachers, parents, uh, from whatever angle uh, you decide to view it. The truth is not everybody knows everything. My grandmother would say it like this. You have to uh, eat the meat and spit out the bones. You have to uh, use your knower and your own uh, thinker in an effort to grow and to become. We are all responsible for our own um, spiritual uh, legislation, so to speak. We have to govern ourselves according to uh, what we believe, how we believe, why we believe, what we believe, how we were taught. Um, and, and you have to have the wherewithal to sift through um, all of the information that you've digested throughout the years. And even the more, as a believer, um, as a kingdom citizen, you also have to be mindful uh, and intentional about guarding your heart uh, and, and what you take in, what you ingest, what you digest, um, so that you are building as opposed to breaking. Building as opposed to breaking. Uh, I found myself in that more infantile state, more of that lifting my hands to the Father as if to say, listen, Daddy, come pick me up and help me understand this thing like I'm two. I can literally, as I'm speaking, see myself uh, in the arms of the Father as he begins to download uh, the transitions, the shifts, the changes uh, in the different uh, trajectories in which I need them to grow uh, in an effort to help those that I'm assigned to to grow even the more. Um, one of the things I love about the Word of God is that you can read it on Monday and get something. And you can come back on uh, Monday afternoon and get something a little bit different. And then you might read it in 30 days and see it all together differently. But the, the part that I love most is First Timothy 2 and 4 says, uh, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And the reality is, I think that we learn and uh, discover truth bit by bit, piece by piece, um, revelation by revelation, understanding by understanding, lesson by lesson, precept on precept. And given your capacity uh, to digest that information, that is the thing uh, that causes us to grow into not just believers, but becoming those who make disciples of men. It's where um, our evangelical or evangelism ideas come from, where we are all called uh, to be love and light and to use our lives to illuminate not just our path, but the path of those that are assigned to us. Amen. Um, we're going to go to Genesis, and I'm going to start with the 12th chapter, super familiar 
passage of scripture, but I told you guys I've been in reverse mode or rewind mode or um, subjecting myself willingly, happily uh, to to more of my childlike nature because I just want to understand and I, I want to do this thing better. I want to understand it in such a way that my life exudes what I understand so much so um, that it illuminates in the earth and then provokes people to ask the question, what's the difference and how do I understand? I love to teach with my life, if that makes sense. So we know the story uh, of Abraham and Sarah. Uh, if you've never heard any story other than this one, uh, we've heard it from uh Sunday school classes, for those of you that may have just come into the faith, uh, you probably have heard it a hundred times, even if you've just been around for <laughs> a couple of months. You'll hear it frequently as Abraham is still referred to uh, as the father of many nations, still referred to as our forefather. I'm just going to start at one. Switch back over to uh, the King James, and then we're going to go uh, to 13. It says, Now the Lord hath said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee. And make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Last verse 4. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram, and seventy and five years old, when he I mean, was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. Um, let me just begin by saying, sometimes when we find ourselves in places of surrender, you have to go out to get in. You have to go out to get in. The chances are, if Abram is anything like uh, the majority of us, he had uh, been taught how to live. He had been taught how to adult. He had been taught how to um, obviously be a responsible homemaker, a family man. He had a wife and some children. He was not a child, but of course, like many of us, statistically speaking, most people don't move uh, more than 10, 15 miles out of the proximity in which they were uh, brought up in. They usually stay in local communities and local areas. But um, how many of you know that sometimes those limitations, those boundaries, those borders that have been set in our lives are some of the primary things that keep us from being able to surrender to a different idea of what it is that we perceive should be. 
I'm sure as Abraham pondered, as he heard the voice of God give him instructions uh, to go to a far-off place, to go to a place where technically he had no idea uh, what he was getting himself into per se. Uh, everything familiar uh, in that moment of having to be decisive and having to make an accurate step and or stance in an effort to follow after uh, what God had put down on the inside of him. Imagine sitting uh, on the side of your bed and uh, Holy Spirit speak directly to you and tell you, listen, you got to move. I can somewhat relate uh, as uh, when the Lord gave me instructions to move to Atlanta, I thought it was not only strange, but uh, it made me extremely uncomfortable. Uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, even as I reflect now, I can remember the anxiety of not necessarily knowing what to do as I moved 3,000 miles away from what was familiar. I moved 3,000 miles away from home and uh, my comfort area, my proximities of safe space where everybody knew my name based on the things that I had done. I'm sure Abraham, uh, as a, an adult, uh, had made a name for himself. We know that what he wasn't was broke. He had some stuff. He had accumulated some things. He had a wife and a family and quite a bit of cattle, so much so that his nephew attached himself to him and went along for the ride. Uh, I remember uh, standing in the parking lot in Atlanta at a hotel, someplace I had no business being. <laughs> And I remember the Lord telling me, this is home. Now, I had heard it before, um, but because I couldn't see it, I couldn't see it. Because I had never done it, I didn't understand how it would get done. Can you imagine uh, everything that makes you feel like you are you, you are now being not just shifted from, but instructed uh, to get out of a thing, to get out of maybe a particular way of doing things, a particular way of thinking, the familiar paths that are etched in your brain uh, of the shortcuts home are now irrelevant. Uh, all of the, the familiar pathways to uh, the local corner store or uh, the local Target or Walmart are now obsolete. You have to unlearn to learn. You have to cancel everything that was in your mind and learn an entirely different system or structure. Let's go over to 13. Um, and, and again, th this will be a little lengthy, but I promise uh, if you go with me, uh, I'll take you somewhere. promise I won't just leave you. And Abraham went out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot went with him into the south. And Abraham was very rich in cattle and silver and gold. And he went on his journey from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Hai, and Ai, unto the place of the altar. Let me stop right there. Which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Um, as as you are 
unlearning and learning again how to live uh, under the constructs of um, getting to not just a place of comfort, but a place of purpose. Abraham wasn't uh, just traveling because there was nothing else to do. He was being sent. Uh, he was being assigned to transitional space. He was in a season of his life where uh, all things were being made new. I'm sure there had to be a level of surrender and submission simultaneously that Abraham had to have felt that of a child, that childlike faith, like, Lord, I have no idea what's happening here. I have no idea why I would have to leave where I am a Established, quote unquote, because a lot of times we think we have it all together. Isn't it something that you'll think that you have it all figured out? You'll think that you are uh, on the fastest track to where you have desired to be, what you have desired the outcome should be established. And here now, Abram has been sent out uh, on assignment, but he has the wherewithal to establish an altar. A lot of times we get new assignments and perhaps we did not uh, get that thing right the first time. God has this uh, uncanny knack, this methodology of giving us a new means to do a thing, a new process to do a thing. But Abraham recognized that he needed the instructions of the Father to carry out and to complete that which he had been sent in to the earth to do. It doesn't just say uh, that he built an altar, but it says that at the first, that means initially at the onset, uh, one of the steps we have a tendency to skip when we are unlearning and relearning. We we have a, a tendency kind of like what we do with uh, those boxes of items that we buy that have instructions on them. But if it has a pretty little picture, listen, I don't know about you, but sometimes I skip the directions and go straight to trying to put that thing together. <laughs> And then sometimes I'm left with uh, an, an unnecessary screw or perhaps a washer or uh, a thingamajiggy because I don't know what to call it because I am absolutely a girl. Uh, sometimes I have parts left over and I have to disassemble it and start from the beginning with the help of the instructions to put it all over. I mean, put it together all over again. Abraham knew at uh, as we say in Richmond, off top, he needed uh, an altar. He needed a place to be able to get further instruction. And Lot also, who went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. And the Lord was not able to bear them. I mean, and the land was not able to bear them, I'm sorry, that they might dwell together. For their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the herdsmen of Abram's cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanites and the Perizzites dwelled there in the land. And Abram, Abram said unto Lot, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, 
and then I'll go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right, then I'll go to the left. And listen, Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of the Jordan, that it was well watered, well uh, everywhere. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. And then Lot chose him all the plains of the Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves one from another. Abraham dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent towards Sodom. Uh, let me start, stop right there for a moment. Um, a lot of times, um, especially when you are moving into new terrain, when you're moving in to new places, I love that Abram was like, listen, whichever way you go, I'm going to go the opposite. That took a different kind of surrender. That took a different kind of posture. That took a different type of submission. Even though he was the one that was leading the way and or the path, he was the one that had the instructions, and he was the one who was journeying towards purpose and promise lot, having been attached to him, his brother's son. Uh, he went along for the ride, and he, as a result of Abraham's level of surrender, uh, took what he considered the best part of the land. He took what he considered the plush places. He took what he considered uh, to be uh, those those things that would be or appear to be most fruitful or most productive. Sometimes as uh, you unlearn things, sometimes as you surrender to God's process in your life, it will look like those around you, uh, those that, that may even be onlookers, are, are winning. It sometimes appears uh, that, that perhaps your acquiesce um, is not most favorable. And I, I, can, I can only imagine, and this is just me, Abraham in that moment, uh, thinking to himself, you use a strange cat. I brought you, <laughs> I brought you out here um, sight unseen, didn't, didn't trip. And even though we all know, and I think we've heard again this story so many times with so many different spins on it, um, but it takes a different level of wisdom. For somebody to say, I don't, I don't have to have what appears to be the best in an effort to get to what I have to get to. Sometimes that unlearning takes a different level of humility. It takes a different level of brokenness. It takes a different level of sometimes you got to look like you're losing to win. Abraham used wisdom in that. And right after his acquiesce, and mind you, he built an altar. Then he turned right back around and Lot, who attached himself to him in the process of his transition, he acquiesced to. All I see in all of this are great levels of humility, which is necessary for the journey. It means that you can't know everything all the time. You can't always have the answers. You can't always have the solutions. You got to be open to whatever it looks like, even if it's uncomfortable. And the Lord said unto Abram, after that lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eye and look for the place where thou art northward. 
and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man uh, can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise and walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Uh, what I'm also learning in the process of surrender is to constantly ask the question, Dion, what do you see? Well, not only what do you see, what do you see? But what are you willing to walk into as you unlearn? As you unlearn what it looks like to have all the answers. What in your mind's eyes, it's a trick, you never have them all. Uh, what does it look like to uh be familiar with a place and a space and time? Uh what what does it look like to to not know exactly which direction to go, but to know that you were sent to this place from from your your place of not just surrender and submission, but for, with your childlike mindset. How far can you see out? We know if we don't know anything else today, standing in the seat of being the children of Abraham, right now today, Abraham's vision had to be vast. He unlearned. He moved out of his place of comfort. He remembered to stay before the Father. He didn't have a problem with acquiescing in the process, only to walk into uh generation after generation after generation living out the promise that we are uh, the salt of the earth. We are the sands that was mentioned in this scripture. We are uh, the ones that he saw in the distance, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. His vision had to be humongous. Sometimes God will pull us 10 steps back to open up uh, the eye gate, to open up the eyes of our understanding, to open up and enlighten our hearts and our spirits so that we aren't as limited as we have been, he wouldn't be who he is to us today had he stayed in, in earth. Had he stayed where he was, had he stayed around his people and around what was familiar, had he stayed under the guise and the constructs of the systems that he had built to sustain himself where he was, he wouldn't be to us uh, Abraham. His name would have never been changed if he had stayed where he was, if he had used the information of his forefathers to live out his existence, if he had not had the presence of mind, not only to travel, to travel and to know that he needed uh, the counsel, uh, the consistency of the Father in instructing and guiding and even the things that had attached themselves to him along the journey, he had the wisdom to release in an acquiesced position our posture in the, the spirit and the mind with the heart fixed on surrender. Uh, sometimes it looks different than what was. As in 17, he arises and walks through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Then Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mimir, which is Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. He built an altar when he started. He built an altar when he got there. Uh, one of the things that I see in this is if, 
ever uh, you hear nothing else that I say. It all begins and ends in prayer. It all begins and ends in prayer. There are levels to this. There are layers to this. And you have to get to a place where no matter what's going on, you remember that it begins and it ends with prayer. There are some of you that have got instructions. Um, could be as simple as uh, uh, starting a business, maybe quitting your job, maybe uh, prepare for a promotion, perhaps uh, get ready for a transition. There are many of you, even under the sound of my voice as I speak now, uh, where God is trying to push you into different spaces and places, but because you've been in the same place for a long time, you're afraid to move. It all begins and ends with prayer. Surrender is about being open to better. It's about being open to different. It's about not having a problem with acquiescing uh, when you want to get to the next place and or space and time. It's about having the presence of mind uh, to demonstrate a posture of humility. Even when you don't understand what the outcome will be, here it is that Abraham has discovered that not only is his journey necessary, but it's par for the course for history. Not just his story, but ours as well is par for the course of teaching us what it looks like to trust the process, remembering that it all begins and ends with prayer. What do you see? What is it that God is trying to take you to? I promise you, if you begin with prayer and end with prayer, the outcome is imminent. If you demonstrate a heart and a mindset of humility without having to know everything. Because, see, sometimes God will teach you some things uh, that don't necessarily tickle your fancy, that are not necessarily things that you recall being uh, taught as a child. Sometimes it'll defy what grandma them said and uh, what that family church may have said, that, that space that you've been in forever where you find yourself being planted in the earth, in the flower pot, as opposed to being released so that your roots can grow and expand. Sometimes you can't stay in familiar spaces and places in order to get to where it is that God is trying to take you. Sometimes we end up being in situations where we are loyal to a lie. Now, Abraham could have said, well, Lot, don't trip. I know uh, the land can't house us both, but we'll figure it out. You came with me. My brother trusted you to have me. No, no, no. You go your way, and I'm going to go mine, because we both have things that we have to do, keeping in mind that God did not give the expansion instruction until that decision was made, so much so that in Lot's mind, I'm sure he thought to himself that he had gotten the better part of the pie. But lo and behold, here it is that Abraham is still the father of nations. His descendants still are like the stars in the sky and sands in the earth because he had the courage to do it all. 
to move away from what was comfortable and familiar, to move away from uh, the things that he had been taught systematically to survive, to move away from uh, being uh, the one on, quote, unquote, the winning end. He didn't have a problem with the discomfort of transition. Sometimes surrender looks like complete shift. Had I not moved to Atlanta, we probably wouldn't be talking this morning. Had I not stayed there for five years to unlearn broken systems and uh, to um, deconstruct things that I had put in place to keep myself safe, we probably wouldn't be here. There probably wouldn't be a, a declare victory if I hadn't obeyed when he said go. With eight bags, three kids, and six hundred dollars, if I hadn't slept on that air mattress in Anisha's house and looked at SpongeBob on the walls and SpongeBob TV, it smelled like Halloween costumes back in the eighties and nineties. <laughs> Had I not lived in that basement apartment, listen, and and uh, learned how to look out for red ant hills and walked up that dirt driveway to go get my mail, <laughs> right? Had, had I not lived at uh, 322 <laughs> Silver Maple Circle, listen, I don't know that uh, I would even have a mind to operate from this place at this angle had I not been willing um to release some relationships and some friendships. The the surrender was great and it was painful. Right? It was it was uncomfortable. But it was there that I unlearned uh so many things. It was necessary. And I'm not telling you to move three thousand miles away from home. But what I am telling you is that it all Begin and end with prayer. If I hadn't had a prayer life, I wouldn't have heard him say, go to Atlanta. If I hadn't had a prayer life, I wouldn't have agreed when he told me I had to come back. See, I didn't I didn't want to. <laughs> it was not my desire to come back here. It all begins and ends with prayer. Coming back was embarrassing. Surrender. Sleeping in that twin bed at my grandma's house in the room I grew up in was embarrassing with one baby in the bed and a baby over there. I was extra grown. (laughs) Surrender um, sometimes doesn't look pretty. Surrender sometimes isn't isn't fun. Surrender uh, sometimes um, can can give the constant appearance of defeat. But remember I said sometimes we look at ourselves as children of God. Had I not been willing to go through the stages and the phases of surrendering to the childlike state of who I am in the eyes of the Father, I would have never gotten to a place where I understand that I'm a son. 
So this morning, I want to remind you that it all begins and ends with prayer. Surrender uh, looks different for every person based upon how you legislate in the spirit, what your responsibility is, kingdom growth, and kingdom expansion. You have to make an active decision um, to operate from a place of surrender to get to, uh, as as Tan would say, to get to the other side. Um, by the grace of God, in this season, finally got to the other side, y'all. <laughs> but it all begins and ends with prayer. That being said, I pray something I said reminded you that it all begins unlearning and ends unlearning with prayer and the proper heart posture. I'm going to say this, and then we're going to open the call up for hellos. I promise you don't know everything. I know for a fact I don't. But this one thing I do know, I'm a son and a joint heir with him. But I'm grateful that I can be a son and his child simultaneously. It's advantageous, I promise. Amen. That being said, there may be somebody that joined the call a little late. You didn't get a chance to say hi. Hey, child. Hey. Good morning. It's Kenya. So thankful for your obedience. Amen. Good morning, Kenya. Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, family. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. It's Moxie. Hey, so good morning. Hey, Mark. Good morning. Good morning, Diana. Diane. Hi, Diane. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Swanita. Hey, Swanita. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Monica. Hey, Crescenda. I heard one more. Who else? Good morning. It's Denise. Hey, Denise. Good morning. Good morning. It's Black Barb. Love you. Hey, Black Barb. Love Barb. And who else was that? Patsy. Good morning. It's PR. Hey, Patsy. Your name is Dion? PR. Oh, PR. Hey, PR. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, this is Kim. Hey, Kim, good morning. Good morning, this is Jacqueline. Hey, Jacqueline, good morning, good morning, Kat, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Persistent. Hey, Persistent, good morning. Good morning, it's Gloria. Hey, Glow, good morning. Good morning, Leonia. Good morning, Leonia. Good morning, dear Shell. Hey, Shell. Good morning. Good morning. This is Kendra. Hey, Kendra. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Jubilee. Hey, Jubilee. Good morning. Hey, Dion. 
Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning. This is Sister Lisa. Hey, Sister Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. This is Yolanda. Hey, Yolanda. Good morning. Anybody else? Amen. Amen. Um, all that being said, any questions, comments, commentary this morning? Leon, I want to say this. Good morning. This is Petra. You were, you like really spoke to me and you really um, declared victory over my life because everything that you said, thank you, awesome declaration. When, when you mentioned everything, but when you spoke on everything, begins with prayer, and God may be putting me around people that I'm not familiar with. Um, that spoke volumes to me because I'm just supposed to tell all my business and be real transparent right now. Um, I have been moving around, and I'm not going to use too much time. But right now, at this phase in my life, um, <clears throat> I am no longer homeless. I uh, was gifted a car, and uh, I have a new job. And so at the new job, it is people who I wouldn't speak two words to. But it's like I'm open and receptive about what it, about being introduced to them and interacting with them, considering the fact that I have been praying that, you know, God has been manifesting himself through my life. So I just want to say so much. I thank God for you and your obedience and you operating your anointing. And um, I'm going to keep praying. I am encouraged this morning. Well, I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. It is uh, a new season. And uh, some lessons are harder than others. But... I have a feeling that you you are made aware. <laughs> so so we're gonna we're gonna do what my grandma would say. We're gonna run on, see what the end gonna be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I have to tell Jesus, I'm tired, boss. He was like, No, you are because I'm <laughs> Yeah, uh, you are weak, I am strong and you are mine. So I think uh, praise the Lord. Uh huh. Yeah, that's that's the thing right there. Hey, it's Krishanda. <laughs> Great declaration this morning. Uh, thank you for uh, the reminder of really putting our big girls and boys' pants on. We we don't know a lot of things um, this year. Um, definitely been a lesson for me to even what I, like you said, what you thought you knew, having to learn something and just giving God's, getting God's perspective. So I don't know anything other than what the Father teaches me and what he shows me. And then even when he shows me, time passes and he shows me a different perspective. And so the word that has come to me is kaleidoscope. God bless you. I'm always so happy to hear your declarations. I know uh, God is using you. I'm so grateful for you. God bless you. Go on, I meet. Amen. I love that that kaleidoscope word because you can never get that frame back. 
we we call it kaleidoscope moments. Honey, where you shift that thing, that old silly former thought is gone. There are some things in this season that that I considered lost once upon a time. But I'm like, well, honey, didn't I have that wrong? <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> uh, listen, not disassemble it, Jesus. That's fine. That is fine. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning, Dion. This is Kim. I want to uh, thank you for um, putting me in check this morning. I loved your declaration. You said, um, <laughs> you, you really stepped on my toes. You, you said when Abraham and Lot were dividing, the, uh, he said, and Lot chose the better portion of what he thought was the better portion. He said, now you're a strange kind of cat. I fell in the floor. I think I I hurt myself. <laughs> but that sounds like it's, it's um, something that I, I it hit me hit me strongly because our perception of what we think is better um, is oftentimes what gets in our way. And I I appreciate you so much for bringing that to my attention, allowing the spirit to use you to bring that to my attention. Thank you so much, and I love your your humor. <laughs> it's spectacular. Amen. Amen. God be praised. Life's too short to be serious all day. Who wants to do that? <laughs> right. <laughs> I live to play too much. <laughs> Amen. Good morning, Tia. Morning. This is Denise, and something you said, well, a couple, a whole bunch of things you said resonated with me and touched me, but two of the things. One, that you love to teach with your life. I mean, because life teaches us so many things. And I am just grateful and honored to be, you know, in your presence. All of this whole series on surrender, um, <laughs> I, I, I so needed, so needed. And I am new here, um, but I am gleaning so much from everybody. Um, and I'm just grateful and thankful. Um, and like you said, it all begins and ends with prayer. God bless you. Amen. Well, welcome, welcome. We're absolutely happy to have you here. And um, we we say quite frequently, uh, look, keep keep showing up, um, keep coming. We are absolutely family, and we love love around this joint a whole whole bunch. <laughs> and grateful to be on the journey with you. We are honored to be in your presence. How about that? I love it. <laughs> hey, Dee, it's Shell. Um, and I mean, you play way too much, but you be on way. You be way, way. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll end it with, and I mean, so that part right. <laughs> for, for, for the ones that know you and the ones that get to know you, they know. Um, that you don't tread lightly and you walk heavy. And I thank God for you. Um, and as for your, I thank God for your sharing as you um, begin to talk about um, unlearning some things. And the Lord just gave me a vision of how we are parallel parked. And in order for us to get out that park, we have to go in reverse. And then sometimes we got to go forward again. But sometimes we got to go in reverse again in order to go forward. And then he showed me the same dialogue when we, even when we pull in a parking stall, we still got to go in reverse in order to go forward. 
So unlearning those things, you said going backwards and going back to those things in order to start all over, that hit hard. And that, you know, just um, gives us sometimes some of the things. And I always say it's not traditional. It's life. It's what he gives you. And it took me a long time to understand that we don't walk in tradition. We walk in real life, Jesus Christ. So thank God for you and thank God just for being who you are. Thank God for teaching the way that you do and thank God that for your yes. And and it's you never compromise the word. So I love you, sis. And I mean <laughs> I mean, honey. I love you too. Thank you. I appreciate you, babe. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning, Jill. You know, uh, um, I'm very thankful about this, what you were talking about this morning, or this prayer thing, surrender. Um, and I just want to thank God and praise the Lord, because I know I don't know if you I've been talking about for years about clutter, 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 and I'm not saying it's all gone, but I've cleared a, a space where I have a, a place to pray. Amen. And so it, it's, it's so it's like so free, you know. I want to just go in there. <laughs> right. And so, you know, I just think about you talking about going back. Uh, you know, that journey going. Sometimes you got to go back and. Basically, you know, and having my conversations with God, that's basically where he's saying, you know, you need to go back to that time where, you know, you and I were like, you know, uh, every, you know, we were in that place where, you know, if I said something, you you, you would do it, you know. And um, he, know, he knows the desires of my heart. And I thank him for coming in and helping me with this, this area um, that I so desperately needed. He took the time. And just help me do it, you know. And I'm just so thankful and I'm so excited about this next journey. So thank you for that declaration, that reminder. Amen. Amen. God be praised. Good stuff. Super good stuff. Proud of your closet, child. (laughs) Amen. Anybody else? Hey, Dion. Yes, Good darling. Morning. Good morning, Mom. my love. <laughs> How are you? Fantabulous. Absolutely, absolutely. Me too. And I'm so much even more the better because of the grace of God that he has extended towards us. So this morning, um, your share, the part of it I heard because I'm at work running in and out, but the, that that I did hear, hear um continues to encourage me and bless me and remind me of just how important it is that we recognize that our life, our newness of life is through Christ. Not It's nothing else about us. And, and that makes, for me, it makes, it makes us so much freer to just live according to the way that he wants us to live without all that extra old baggage that we put on us. Listen. I mean, child, <laughs> heck of unnecessary. Just never mind. I'm going to leave this here, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, Amen. let it go. Absolutely necessary. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, sis. Love you. Amen. Love you too, Gloria. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Lisa Beaver. How you doing? Good. I like you. I like you too. A lot. Listen, you got so much love to give, and I love it. I love that, seeing that in and through, you know, in spite of. What I love that you said today, and I think Kim mentioned it, about sometimes you can seem so obscure, um, being on the backside of the mountain like David, minding your own business, and it don't mean that you're not winning and growing. Sometimes winning does look like losing, um, but you just wait to the end, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was just so encouraging for people, you know, on the call if you got it. It don't matter what you look like right now. Just keep being, and I love who I am becoming. That's big. Right. I, I never really, like, you know, thought about that coming up because I just felt like, I was just tucked away or whatever it was, and all along, God is just blessing me in my life now to be a blessing to an extent of whether it's teaching or showing up or being transparent or loving on them and recognizing that it takes nothing away from me to give, right? In fact, it makes room to receive more of everything that I'm becoming. So, um, yeah, it doesn't really matter. That, That gets rid of the comparison thing. That, that demon that tries to silence us and make us think that for a long time I always thought I wasn't enough. You name it, I just wasn't enough. And that was just my old thinking, thinking. Unlearning that is like a process of saying, okay, I don't care what you say, no matter what, no matter what it looks like, take the better land. Yeah, go ahead and take it and make yourself think that you're winning. But God's plan is going to prevail over my life, just like it did over Abraham's, because he already knew what he had been called into. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Take the stress out of it, don't it? <laughs> yeah. Talk, not it's not a... only take it, but I mean completely absolve you of the responsibility of Giving a care. How about that? And making it happen, right? Listen, this is like, <laughs> yes, that's I'm, it. I'm just going to keep walking <laughs> in the order whatever. that you already ordained, preordained. You hear me, whatever. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> right. my unbothered yeah. is at about a 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, stuff that he's allowed to happen in my life, I couldn't have made happen if I tried real, real hard. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a real thing. But you gotta be okay with that. Yeah. In the process of waiting. You you totally gotta be okay with not knowing. Listen. That's hey right. Dan, you had hey. said something during your share. You said anything um to Atlanta, to Georgia, you couldn't see it. Because you couldn't see it. And so how important it is in the surrendering process and the unlearning process that we ask God to remove the veil from our eyes so we can see, not only see ourselves the way he does, but also see what he has for us. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard that he allows us to see. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. That was great. (laughs) Listen, I am learning so much about seeing from, from a spiritual perspective as opposed to a natural perspective because in reality um, I'm sure 
Abraham visualized what he could be walking into, probably with a bunch of anxiety. What what I didn't realize, you could take me anywhere today and drop me off, I'm going to be fine. If the Lord told me I needed to go to Canada tomorrow, I would be like, dang, I got to get heck of boxes. I don't think I would think about it really hard. Um, and and that has much to do with um, partially my upbringing, but also because I had to trust him already before. And it was it was amazing. It was an amazing um, transition for me. It grew me on levels I can't really explain. So, you know, to have to do it again, whatever, it's good. What are we doing? Where are we going? How soon are we leaving? Um, mm-hmm. And that kind of trust is experiential. So some things I don't. I don't believe, I know. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's right there. Say it, say it, say it again. Say it. That, that was a good one. Say it again, just like you said. Some things mm-hmm. I don't, I don't believe. Like, I don't believe my name is Dion. My name is Dion. That's something uh-huh. I know. I don't believe that he can keep me. I know that he can. I don't believe that he loves me. I know that he does, right? And so in in this season, as he expands how I see, there are certain things I know. Once upon a time, I was being led. And there are seasons where I will still have to be led, but right now I'm in a season where I'm being sent because I don't believe I know believe this might be the right way. <laughs> no. Hey. I'm good. Yeah, go ahead, please. Hey, 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 hey. Good morning. So a couple of things. Um, uh, sorry, I have to mask on. A couple of things. One is um, to witness Dion uh, preparing to leave, I was pretty selfish. Like, who's going to do my hair? Like, my hair. I had hair hair. Not, I had hair hair. Right. Who gonna do my hair? Are you sure you have to go? That was the selfish part. But I, I knew that I would miss her too and, and our conversations are and our get together. But I did not know that you you had the, the anxiety and the fear. She never showed it. I I did not know. I was like, Man, she is so confident in moving all the way across the country. Like that's quite with some kids. Here's the other thing. You can't if you can't see it. You can't have it, and I and I based that on that step that popped up when you you said how that God showed Abraham, He showed him, and Abraham caught it immediately. He acted on it. He didn't doubt God, understanding he was childless. You know, he didn't doubt God. None of those things. He he he. I believe he envisioned in his mind what he kind of sort of thought it would be like. Even though generally when we envision things, God does it differently, but to to have the vision that he had to look back now at where we are today we were, we were a part of that vision right and so um again if you can't see it you can't have it so my prayers haven't been answered have you seen it what does it look like what does it feel like if it has to do with um your taste but what does it taste like 
can you what what when you are in that place of whatever it is that you're visioning, what does it allow you to do? Do you have restrictions? What what are some of the colors that that will be associated with it? What what are what are some of the type what are what are the demographics of the people that will be a part of this vision? Because the vision is not just about you. If your vision is just about you, that's not that's not a God inspired vision at all. If you cannot see it, you can't listen. You cannot have it. And that part about knowing, I know. I know some people probably roll their eyes when I say, "No, my name is Tanya." It's not. Ah, listen to me. Lie on myself. When I say, "No, my name is Tanya," Tanya is somebody else. That's. I don't know her. I. I don't know her. I know some people named Tanya, but I refuse to allow people to put me in a box. And make me something that I'm not. My birth certificate says Tanya Nadine Walker. It's spelled with a I, not with a Y. And it's not being arrogant. It's what I know. All right. No, knowing is just, and, and I said this last week. Knowing is extremely different um, than believing, and. The Lord has really been dealing with me about that. You, you have. There's a confidence that comes when you know certain things. Um, you know, I know that God is a healer. I know that He's a deliverer. I know that He's a provider. Nothing anyone ever says can change that. You can't take my experience from me. Hey, Dion, I think knowing strengthens our belief. It strengthens our faith because we do know. You know, an example of oh, yeah. Abraham having anxiety and a little bit of trepidation is when he had to lie about who his wife was, right? Right. <laughs> he didn't know. But he kept walking and he kept moving forward in faith. Everything wasn't revealed to him. Even when we know, we may not always be able to speak it. We may not always be able to say it because people may not understand it. And hearing too many inputs and voices just might confuse us. So I'm sure Abraham didn't explain everything a lot. That's why he gave him a choice. You choose. Right. Help yourself. No matter what, I'm going to be okay. Absolutely. Because he was being sent. Yes. Look, he he was being sent and led simultaneously. What about that? Oh, Right. Go and then I ain't gonna tell you everything, <laughs> right? Because I'm but gonna go. need you along the way. But yeah. he was, yeah, he was absolutely being sent. He was being sent yeah. to be established. Come on, yeah, so that we can be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, because I'm telling you, if I hadn't gone to Atlanta, we would not be here. I tell you that right now, we would not be here because I would still be wilderness wandering. I ain't in no wilderness no more. She done got out. She out. Hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, and it was a long walk. You hear me? Ooh. Lord Jesus, I wouldn't wish that on a caterpillar. A big, ugly one. <laughs> I'm grateful. That's all I got. Anybody else? Um, hey, uh, uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Um, that it begins and ends with prayer is sitting heavy. Um, thank you for the share. I hear it. I hear it. And uh, I, I got to get my prayer life has to increase so that I can go to, to my next. Um, so I'm grateful for the way you put it. Listen. I see it. It, it is, I think, um, um, experientially, there are, are seasons that are, are more prayerful than others. One of the, the first things the enemy will try to do is silence you um, in prayer, especially if you've had some disappointment in prayer, right? If the outcomes don't look like what you think they should look like. But what I'll tell you is even if um, you are just saying, Lord, help, Lord, lead me, Lord, guide me, Um, Lord, open my eyes, even if it's that simple, um, if it just don't go silent. Don't go silent. Yeah. Use your words. Give audible sound to um, even your helplessness because then it empowers him to give you what to pray. And sometimes you just got to sit there um, and maybe initially nothing's coming out. But I'm confident. I'm positive that if you wait just a moment, if you sit there for just a moment, I promise you um, it'll take you into a different realm of prayer if you give him permission to just be God. You don't have to have all the words. We we could say any, many, mighty, mo. Beautiful thing is Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you, right? So even that which you don't understand, he got you, but don't go silent. And I'll say this last thing, and then if somebody else has something to say, um, go ahead. But if you pray, quote, unquote, and you still have anxiety after you pray, you haven't prayed. You've complained. It is impossible to know the God of your salvation, to pray or to make a petition or request without the expectation that the outcome is favorable for you. Keeping in mind that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are the called according to his purposes. But you got to see it. That's what prayer is more about what you see when you're in it than it is about what happens after you come out. Your posture after you come out of prayer determines how how swiftly that prayer gets answered. 
Do you have thanksgiving in your heart when you make the petition? Because if you don't, it ain't coming. Thanksgiving only says that I believe what I prayed is not happening, has happened, and will manifest. It's just a matter of the process. When you are praying from an earnest place, because prayers that are prayed from truth, because, see, God doesn't listen to our words. A lot of times, folks will be singing, God, I praise you. God, I love you. God, I bless you. You are amazing. When really they be saying, I'm sick of this life. I want a husband. I want a wife. Uh, I need some money. Even though their words say something different. He hears the intent of our heart. He's not interested in what you say. He's interested in who you are. When nobody is looking, parts of you that nobody can see. Abraham, when he first got there, built an altar. The whole declaration. When he got situated, he built an altar. It began and it ends with prayer. Go ahead, Lot. Do your thing. It's good. I'll take what's left over. Don't trip. Whatever it is, it's going to multiply. Fruit is coming from wherever I go. I know it looked green over there. It looked like it's fruit bearing over there. But the reality is, honey, you'll see a bunch of collars and robes and curts and uh, <laughs> all kinds of, I call them Halloween costumes, honey. And them raggedy, nasty, low-down, hold-down, show-down hearts, honey, just rickety and absolutely not beneficial to anyone. And then you see this here, this little meager, y'all want to call him a deacon, that's fine. But that joker will pray you underneath a, a park bench on a on a sunny Wednesday afternoon. Never what it looks like. It's always what it is. You just have to know what it is. What do you see? Hey, Amen. I'm shutting up. Anybody else? Yeah. Oh, hold on one second. I heard three voices. I heard Sister Leisha. Who else did I hear? Prosperous. Prosperous. And who else? It was Krishanda. And Krishanda. Prosperous. Leisha and Krishanda, you you uh, ended. Okay, I'll, I just um, wanted to add that you said something really key. Um, I've been in and out of the discussion, but when you said praying um, when nobody's looking, like I could ask you to say that over and over and over and over again. Um, and and um, it's like what you're doing when nobody's looking. For me, it's because I don't know. I just thought that was powerful and so strong and so true. Um, yeah, thank you for that. Amen. Hi, I just want to say hallelujah and thank you, Jesus, because I'm learning so much and I'm also getting confirmation. You know what I've learned for me, prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening to God. And so I had mm -hmm. to really focus on meditation. And when I first started doing it, I couldn't quiet my mind down enough to hear God, but through a series of painful events and just life happening, 
I had to be able to listen to God because I needed to know what direction he wanted me to go in. Because I know that my life is not my own. I'm called according to purpose. So I need to get in touch with the creator to know what he want me to do. And so I say all that. I um, am on leave from work and I apply for this other position. Um, And it's a good position. And they honored it and they wanted me to take a test. And so I prayed. I said, God, is this, if this is for me, then open up the door. If it's not, close it. And so the test was on the computer. My um brand new laptop would not download the browser. It wouldn't it wouldn't connect to it. I mean, I just called the people which is so many circumstances why I wouldn't work. And I just said, Thank you God, because that's not the door that he had for me to walk through, you know. And for me I had to uh hit a bottom of self will. I had to hit a bottom of doing things my way. Before I say, okay, God, I surrender. Not my will, but thy will. My prayers used to look like, oh, God, give me some money. Oh, God, give me that new car. Now my prayers look like, not my will, but thy will. Because I know that my father has a better plan than I could ever have. You know, I think I want all this stuff. I think I want to do all these things. But that might not be what my father has for me. So it has calmed my spirit to be able to say, not my will, but thy will, you know, and so I'm grateful to be able to be a part of this rich conversation because I hear so much, you know, and it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of pain in our world, you know, with these shootings and, you know, with these people, um, you know, being hurt. And I, I got off social media because I initially got on there to promote my businesses, but I got off of there because I'm starting to see so many of my friends and families dressing their young girls up, they 12 and 13, they got them looking 25, and that bothers my spirit. So I said, let me remove myself, because people are going to do what they want to do. But I don't have to look at it, and I'm going to just keep praying for them, you know. So I'm just glad that this is here, you know, and God bless everyone. Amen. Amen. Good stuff, Leash. Good stuff. Go ahead, Krishanda. Um, I just wanted to comment on, I could just so visually see um, when you said um, you were uh, talking about prayer and how you pray and how um, the, uh, Jesus is sitting on the right hand of the Father and how he uh, intercedes for us, how he's an advocate for us. And at that moment when you said it, I could just hear um, how he was here. And so he knows what it's like to be here and he knows how we feel. And it's so precious that he's our advocate um, and that he's interceding for us. So I just wanted to make that comment. I could just so visually see it when you said it. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Listen, I'm just glad he does it. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it greatly. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning. It's persistent. Hey. I just want to say, hey, I just want to say I'm thankful and grateful for you. I'm grateful and thankful that you teach from your life. Um, uh, yeah, and I'm thankful that I'm, I made it here to hear it and to learn. Uh, so 
I'm in that between and betwixt state, if that makes sense. Um, I my vision is not necessarily clear. Praying is not a problem. And I do. There are times when I'm not in a position to pray, but I'm always asking for help. Yeah. Um, My prayer closet is probably all over the place, but there is one place that I'm at where he answered me from heaven and I never forgot. I wasn't ready for it. I didn't understand it, but I did receive an answer the next day. So that's been my go-to place. Um, that's, a, that's a good start there. Good. That's good to hear. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. That's that's all I'm ever have. Just just don't whatever you do, don't quit. That's all. Okay. And and it, it doesn't it doesn't um it doesn't always feel like progress. Right? It it's what it's what is called humble beginnings. Literally. Um and and it's the best place. Everybody has at least a wilderness experience. Some of our wilderness experiences are experienced more than once because we didn't get the lesson the first time. A class that's not passed is always repeated. A test that's not passed is always repeated. If it cannot be tested, it cannot be trusted. Period. <laughs> that's from yeah. friendship to uh, relationships to jobs to um, business plans. If it can't be tested, it can't be trusted. Hmm. Got to go through through the the testing phase. It's all part of the process. Extremely necessary. Yes, and I ain't trying to go through this one again. Listen, okay, don't. <laughs> I ain't going through this. I'm not. Listen, listen, <laughs> buddy, y'all. Y'all just get bits and pieces of this little old story. Y'all, if you knew my whole story, you'd say you'd be absolutely out of your mind to go through that again. No, thank you, please. I don't want none. Amen. I don't want it. <laughs> I'm cool. I don't want it. <laughs> Listen, uh, that just hurts. How about that? Yes. I understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Anybody else? Were you done, Priscilla? I'm sorry. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm done. You know, I th- I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, and it's going to come. It's coming. Absolutely. Well, it, it's already here. You just got to be prepared to walk into it. Ain't nothing coming. Mm. No, nothing Amen. is coming. Everything is present. But until you are prepared, you can't occupy you got to see it first. Then the manifestation happens. It don't go no other way. And what what it means is that there's still not enough capacity, right? There's still not enough to to actually be able to access what's already present. 
You've got to have the capacity for it. Anytime, if you look up just the phrase, and, and I'll tell you this, Google is your best friend. If you try to figure something out, you don't necessarily know how to study the Bible. What, what happens is when you start to seek after the truth, he'll lead you to certain places. And then if you are earnestly seeking him, I'm telling you, you will read the word and a single word might stand out that he'll have you begin to seek out. But if you just Google, um, what do you see? in the Bible, that phrase, over and over and over and over and over and over again, it would always be the Lord asking or Jesus asking, what do you see? A rod and an almond pot, uh, a tree and a, <laughs> like, okay, what, what does that mean to you? The more you feed your spirit, the more you strengthen your spirit, the less you live from a carnal mindset, the less you live from tradition and religion, the more you become spiritual instead of just a churchgoer or attendee or religious or you operate in the, the traditions of men. God is not a man. When you start to give yourself permission to surrender to the power of the inner workings of the inner man, everything changes. Your perception changes. You see what you didn't, what was always there that you never saw. You ever been riding in a car? You're like, you know, how long is it? Did you, did that just get here? I went in my eye doctor the other day. I had been there the week before, and I had been on this, like, ridiculous studying mission. And when I when I got to the eye doctor, I was like, hey, you painted the wall. And, and Miss Chia looked at me, and she was like, Dion, that wall been that color for 15 years. Has it? Oh. But what I realized is I'm more sensitive to what I see because I've been focused on asking the Lord to open the eyes of my heart. So blue is bluer right now for me. Pink is pinker right now for me. Red is redder, <laughs> not more red, redder right now for me. There are certain things, and again, I told you, it goes in stages and phases. But what happens is what you pursue pursues you. So when you want to walk out of only a carnal mind, I, I, I got diabetes. I don't have no diet. No, you don't. I'm depressed. That's all flesh and soulish. But when you use your spirit to operate and to cooperate with your destiny, purpose and promise shows up. Opportunities for expectation shows up. Somebody sent me a text message. I don't expect anything from anybody. Well, ain't nothing coming. You don't have no expectations. Don't look for nothing. Ain't nothing coming. It ain't coming. <laughs> it's not coming. I expect God to be God in my life. I expect supernatural results. I expect exceeding abundantly, above and beyond, anything I could ever think, 
hope for or imagine. Imagine the 34-year-old young lady with the vision of having a vegan food truck who is now worth $100 million, who just paid for an entire graduating class to all leave with their own LLCs. Imagine if she didn't sit somewhere and meditate. Imagine if she didn't sit somewhere and see herself being able to execute X, Y, and Z. Some of the stuff that you say you want, you haven't seen it yet. If God gave you $100 million, what would you do? See, I'm I'm making plans for millions, not a million. I expect the outcome because I don't, I don't care about the basic stuff. I don't want a new bag. I mean, not that I wouldn't take one, but that's not my focus. My focus is building a whole city within a city that is solely dedicated to underprivileged. Right? So what do you see? What is the outcome you are expecting? And the reason that even that I want to be manifested is because it's what the kingdom, it's what heaven is saying about me. And it's not saying it about me for me. It's saying it about me because if I can do it, so can you. So just wait right there. That's all I'm going to tell you. Wait right there. Wait, that wait was right very there. good, Dion. That was good. So good. Thank you. Yeah. Just, just, man, what, what do you see? Write it down. Hey, Dion. Yeah. It's me. I'm me. Um, are you referring to Slutty Dean? Yeah. I'll tell mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I love her. <laughs> Humble, you know, graduating. She, 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 I, I love her because her story, she tells her story all the time. And she, it's almost weekly that she reminds herself of her journey and where she come from. And she always tells us, like you, not just the good part and not just about right now. You guys are transparent and you live your life out loud. And, you know, she tells a whole story how she started. She was a graduate and she had a dream and nobody could have told her that it would be like this. And this happened, she said, it's happening quick. She's everywhere now and she's so humble, so precious. I love her. But you're right. She, I don't know, she just had a grand opening. I don't know what state, but... um just as humble as pie, just like you. She just reminds me, she reminds me of you because she's, <laughs> she gets down the dirty. And she's just, you know, she's, just, she's, she's real about it. And she loves helping people. How she, I love how she, um, she uh, provided life insurance for all the young men in, uh, that wanted life insurance in Atlanta, Georgia. You know, just like you. She just reminds me just as you. Humble peaceful, you know, slow, slow talking, just, you know, and so I thank you for being transparent, living your life out loud, and not just telling about the good part, you know, telling the whole journey and, and allowing us to, you know, to appreciate the journey that we've gone on, because you know my journey and my story, so I thank you for that, because nobody could have told me that I would be where I am today, not after living the life I lived, so thank you.
Hey, Dion. Can you can you can you hear me? We can hear you. Okay. Um. Anyway, um. This is funny. The um. Uh, keep Carla Johnson in your prayers. Uh, I think she lost her father. Um. She texted this morning said that she had lost her father. I'm not sure when, if it was yesterday or today, but um. Keep her in your prayers. And also this um. Um, your declaration has just, I mean, this whole thing, even in conversation, just listening to everything has been a blessing. Um, prayer has always been not, um, I can, I will pray, you know, but the thing is just, um, I I don't want to say powerful prayer, but just for me, I think prayer was, is sort of weak, my weakest point. You know, I do talk to God all the time. Um, but parent, praying specifically for certain things and things like that, um, I just need to get better at. And so I just thank you for your declaration because you said it, it begins with prayer and ends with prayer. So, um, you know, to prayer, praying continuously. And I just thank you uh, this morning and thank all of you. Amen. Oh, wow. Y'all, y'all couldn't hear me, and I was just a talking. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I had accidentally hit the mute button. Um, <laughs> my 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 bad. My apologies. Amen. Um, <clears throat> I was I was solely simply saying. Listen, t- today I know that was Juanita. I heard her. Thank you, Shell. Um, I, I I encourage you today to dream. I encourage you to be specific in your prayers. I'd even implore you to have the unmitigated gall to write them down, to write some things out with the expectation that God will not only do it, but do it in such a way that it blows your mind, not for you to gloat, not for you to high side, not for you to front, not for a new bag, not about the fancy car, but about the things that God is speaking of you in the heavens. The things that will transition people out of faithlessness to knowing. The things that will open up the gates, not just the gates, but the doors that have been impeded upon by limits. I speak supernaturally that every limitation be broken off of your mindset that you would begin to trust God to enhance and enlighten the eyes of your understanding so that you begin to walk in a confidence that's contagious. The kind that people who you never thought knew who you were start asking, hey, can you teach me how to do so-and-so? Can you pray with and for me? Uh, Hey, I got a question to ask you. I pray that your life exude the glory of God, the favor of God, and his hand on you in such a way that it makes people um, almost stop in their tracks. I pray that you recognize the authority that you stand in as a child of God, but more importantly, the posture of a son, knowing that it's God's responsibility to fulfill through you with your permission, your cooperation, and your agreement the things that are being spoken of you and that have already been written of you in the heavens. I pray that you would recognize that you have 
angels assigned to your life to help you be dispatched into places that not everybody can enter because of the greater God that lives on the inside of you. You can if you believe you can. You can even the more when you know that it's his will for you. Beloved, above all, I wish that you would prosper, even as your soul prosper, and be in good health. That means mentally, emotionally, physically, financially. It is a time where God is redeeming the time, where kingdom citizens are starting to know who they are in and through him. And, and not being afraid to live your faith out loud in such a way that it impacts the nation. That's what I'm talking about. That it impacts the nation. That it's not just kind of, sort of, anything. That everything you are, the hand of God is upon it. That everywhere you go, they know when you walk in the door that you are a chosen people. That's my prayer for you today. So keep in mind, today is our day set aside to fast. It's the day we make an active decision to connect with the Father. What I'll tell you for a fact is if you lean into God, if you lean into him and you give him permission for real to engage, if he asks you a question, it means that he's willing to give you an answer. The question you have to ask yourself is how bad do you want it? I don't know about anybody. I'm sick of limits. I'm sick of boundaries. I'm sick of borders. I serve a limitless God. It is my absolute responsibility to own it, to stand up in the truth of who he is in and through me. He's not going to come and rescue you. You have to make a decision to know that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Go after him today. Don't just not eat. Go out. Serve. Be love. Be light. Be a blessing. I loaded my car last night. I can't wait to go outside today. <laughs> I've been in the house for days. I said, I'm going to save it for Wednesday. Expect something from God. That's all he wait. He waiting on you to expect it. Amen. All right, y'all. Listen, I love you, but I promise he loves you so much more. And he is longing for you to chase after him. He is longing for you to want him to be God, to show up and to be proven of who he is. He don't mind. Ask. He, he, I promise he doesn't mind. You his baby. You are the apple of his eye. You are his beloved. He longs to bless you. So I pray that you receive that this morning. I pray that you know and trust the process and know that it's all right sometimes to look like you lose in the wind. I promise it's on the other side. I love you, but I promise he loves you the absolute most. And for those that are um, going to be courageous enough, I'll hear you all at 5 o'clock after pushing back your plate. Um, otherwise, we'll hear uh, we'll Archer Circles tonight at 7 p.m. with uh, your leader, Gloria Hicks. Garganius, I mean, Garganius. Sorry. Yes, ma'am. Uh, 
That was so messy. Um, And I'll hear you guys tomorrow. Have a great day, guys. Have a good day, everyone. Have a good day, everyone. Peace, everybody. Have a good day.